Well, hey, and thanks for listening. Uh, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast with Josh Peak. How is everybody doing out there today? Um, today is Tuesday, June the 19th, 2018. Um, I'm just kind of doing this with my phone today. I tried last time to do something on my computer using GarageBand. I kind of put in some music that I'd created using uh, some of their Apple Loops, they call it. Sounds like Fruit Loops, but it's Apple Loops. It's not really the same thing. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I put it together and I kind of, you know, checked it out to see if anybody would care for it. Uh, I didn't hear back from anybody whether they liked it or not. I uh, didn't have a whole lot of listeners, actually. It was on Father's Day, and uh, that was, I did that Saturday, and so far I've only got 12 people listening to it. So, I guess Father's Day wasn't a big hit for everybody. I guess if people are anti-Father's Day uh, or something. I don't know what's going on. But anywho, uh, I'm back because I'm going to keep plowing through and I believe in this thing and I think it can turn into something more. Um, I put out there a while back that I was curious if anybody had any subjects they wanted to talk about. And a fellow that I work with, uh, let's just say his name is Byron, uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I want to talk about how there seems to be a difference in this generation and how lazy they are and how just... They don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. And, you know, right away, I know what he's going through. I know the people that he's dealing with. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Byron is in the National Guard. He is, uh, he's been in there for quite a while. He's moved up to be a, an E-7, uh, which is, a, you know, the seventh ranking of the enlisted in the, in the Army National Guard. And, um, you know, he's done a lot to deserve that position. And in that, he's had to train troops. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I had to move up from being a regular enlisted guy to becoming an NCO, which means you're a non-commissioned officer. You have uh, troops underneath you that you start to lead to do tasks and stuff like that. And then you move up to sergeant, which is E5, and then the staff sergeant, which is an E6. And then once you reach a staff NCO status, uh, your job is to basically lead NCOs. You lead them to do jobs and you trust in them that they're going to complete jobs and they do. They, they carry them out. And if they don't, you know, you train them and you teach them how to do the right thing. And you move up. You just keep moving up. Well, he's in E7, which means he's over some staff NCOs and he tells them this is what needs to be done. I need you to get this done. And that only happens when you achieve that goal, when you become the, the type of person that can be counted on to achieve things. And he's reached that status. Well, he's done that in the National Guard, and he's also done that at work. He is the kind of person that leads people. He's the kind of person that sets examples and the kind of person that works hard and does all the things that you ask him to do. And you can count on him. And, you know, I'm sure that with his National Guard, he's had to deal with a lot of young guys who've come in, and, and they're, they're lazy. They're, you know, they don't want to do anything. They just want you to do for them. Um, and when I heard his request, you know, my first reaction was, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. These people are lazy. And then I thought, well, hang on. If I think about it, I remember hearing that a lot when I was younger. I remember hearing that from older people when I was younger about how this generation is so lazy and this generation is so... And you keep hearing that over the years. About every 10 years or so, you hear a whole bunch of people gripe about how, you know, this generation is so much lazier than the generation before us. And that may be true. Um... I heard Bill, Bill Gates one time said that he wanted to hire lazy people because they were going to find the most efficient way to do a job. 
the most creative way to do a job, the way that's going to require the least amount of energy to do a job. And that's important. That is important. It is a part of life. You know, you do want to find people who are going to streamline things and make things a little bit easier and, you know, go forth and accomplish and all that good stuff. And, and man, if you could find somebody who's going to do that type of stuff while also uh, using the least amount of energy and may allow their time for other energy to do other things to maybe achieve more goals. And, you know, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I can tell you that there is a polarizing effect right now going on in our culture where you have a bunch of people who are becoming softer. Um, let's face it, when you go to shake their hands, it kind of feels like, uh, I don't know, wet saran wrap. And you can tell looking at their face that they're only eating soft foods. Their jawline is not present. Uh, they tend to not speak up when it's time for things to happen. They tend to let life happen to them instead of enforcing their life on the world. Um, they don't have a ability to make things happen for themselves. They just kind of exist. And, you know, there is that type of person living out there. We all know those type of people. There's nothing wrong with those type of people except that they're not me and they're not Byron. Um, you have another type of individual in our country today who, let's just call them Spartans. They're the type of people that if you watch the movie 300, they believe that, hey, if you're not on this gravy train, buddy, and doing the work, then why are you here? Um, you know, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and he talks to a lot of MMA fighters, UFC fighters, about, you know, how they train constantly, how they push themselves constantly, how they're nonstop making themselves get outside of their comfort zone and do things that would otherwise make them extremely uncomfortable. Um, Cameron Haynes is a good example of that. He was, you know, like I said, I think I've mentioned him on a podcast before. He talks about how he runs a marathon a day just so that he can become a better hunter. He gets up in the morning. He runs six miles before he ever goes to work. He goes to work. At lunchtime, he takes an extended lunch break and he runs for 14 miles. When he gets off, he goes running in the hills for another six miles. He puts in 26 miles a day. David Goggins, another good example, another podcast that you can listen to from Joe. David Goggins is amazing. He, he says that if he doesn't push himself to do something uncomfortable every day, he feels like a fat, lazy piece of shit. There's a certain type of brain that that takes, a certain type of drive that that takes that is, that is amazing. And there are a lot of people out there like that. There are a lot of people that are driven that they're like, you know what? I don't want to just end up how life hands me um, my little, you know, whatever. I want to actually make things happen. I want to change the way I look. I want to change the way I act. I want to change the way I think. I want to do things differently. Um, you know, at a certain point, you either just exist or you live. So I guess in a way, you know, I, I got to think that maybe Byron is coming into contact with a lot of people who just are living and they haven't learned to live. They're just existing. They haven't learned to live. They haven't learned to grab life by the balls and say, I'm going to be this today. I'm going to do this today. When I was younger, I had uh, a real good friend of mine's mom once tell me, it was, I think it was uh, New Year's Eve or whatever, and I asked her, I said, you know, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Because that was a thing that I heard as growing up, you know, you're supposed to have a, a New Year's resolution, something that you can try and achieve in the next year. 
And I asked her, I said, you know, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And, and she looked at me very plainly and she says, what's the point of that? She said, if you want to change something, you wake up tomorrow morning and you say, from now on, I'm going to do this. And you just change. She said, you don't have to wait for Monday. You don't have to wait for January 1st. You don't have to wait for your birthday. You don't have to wait for next Tuesday. If you don't like the way your life is going right now, change it. Decide to step in a different direction and change it. You know, when I was younger, I remember reading the poem by Robert Frost, The Path Less Taken, and something about it struck a nerve in me. I don't know what it was, but something about it said, if you're comfortable going in this direction and you know which way this way goes, try going in this other direction and see what happens. Because sometimes that's where the good stuff is. Sometimes that's what makes the difference. Robert Frost's poem says, I took the, I took the path less traveled, and it's, it's, it has made the difference. And I believe that. When I was deciding to go into the military, I could have joined the Army. I was really thinking about joining the Army. I thought, oh, it'll be safe. You know, I could go and put on a, a soldier outfit and, you know, hut one, two, three, four. Yeah, like Gomer Pyle, yeah. And I had a friend of mine that I worked with named Brian. And Brian was thinking kind of the same thing. But Brian was not, he, wasn't, he didn't have the same mindset I had at the time. At the time, I was sort of existing. I was not living. I was existing. Brian wanted to challenge himself. Brian was like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to these, other, to these other recruiters and see what they say. And he just happened to walk into a Marine recruiter and got blown away by this guy. And he was like, listen, I, I know that you probably don't want to, but let's go talk to the Marine recruiter. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. But Brian wouldn't give up on me, and he kept pushing me. And he said, listen, I'm telling you, this guy, I don't know what it is. He says, but I'm hooked. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll go talk to him. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'll just do this to make you shut up. And I'll, I'll just, I'm still going in the Army because that seems like it'd be a safe bet. And... I went into the Marine recruiters, and right away, this guy blew me away. I don't know what it was about the conversation that we had. Um, he was on the phone with somebody when I walked in the door. He's like, hold on, you know, let, you know, let me call you back. I got somebody standing here. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to you later. You know, and he hung up the phone, and, he's, and, and he just spoke like I spoke. And I can't remember exactly what he asked me, but it, it stirred my interest, and it got me to talking to him. And I said, you know, listen, I'm not going to join the Marine Corps. I said, but my buddy wouldn't give up on me. And he kept telling me to come in here and to talk to you. And I was like, so I figured, what do I got to lose? I can talk to him. And over talking to him for a while, I realized, oh, this is the path less traveled. This is exactly what that poem was about. This is the one that nobody goes to. In the Army at the time, during I think I joined in 94, and at the time, the Army had 700,000 people in it, 700,000 troops serving in the Army. The Marine Corps, their numbers are the smallest. They only had 170,000. Okay, that's why their commercial says the few, the proud, the Marines. When you join, you're agreeing that you're going to enter into a world where everything is more difficult and more is expected of you. You're expected to achieve in a way that the other branches do not. Now, I know my friends and some family members have been in the Navy and the Air Force and the Army and the Coast Guard. I don't I keep forgetting about the Coast Guard, but I got to include them because they do a lot. I know that they all have their own challenges and their own things that they do that's tremendous. And great. Good for you. 
But every time I talk to one of you guys, you always talk about, yeah, you know, I was going to join the Marine Corps, but I, but I, but I, but I, but I what? But you didn't. You didn't. I run into people, civilians, all the time. Yeah, I, I, was, I was really wanting to join the Marine Corps, but... And then there's always a, an, an excuse. But, you know, I, I went this way. That guy, that friend, supposedly, Brian, who talked me into talking to the Marine Corps recruiter, he was going to join with me on the buddy program and the night before backed out. I went to boot camp, and, and the whole time I was at boot camp, I kept looking around for my friend Brian. I wonder where Brian is. I never see Brian. I wonder where, what he's up to. And that douchebag just didn't go. He backed out. And from now on, I guarantee you that everybody he bumps into that's been in the Marine Corps, he says to them, yeah, I was going to join the Marine Corps, but, but, but he, he, he decided not to. He wimped out. He decided, you know what? Life is just difficult, and I just... I just can't do it. It's just, oh, why would I want to do something that hard? Brian, if you're listening, I'm not mad at you. You, you made a choice. It was your choice to do that. And I know that I called you when I got out of boot camp, and I said some rather choice words to you, and you deserved them at the time. But, hey, that was a long time ago. I'm not mad at you anymore. You made a choice. They say when you get old, the only thing that you have is your regrets. That may be your regret. And that's okay. That's fine. I don't have to deal with that. I actually joined because you talked me into it. I chose the path less taken. And I became who I am today because of it. It shaped me. It molded me. It got me out of my comfort zone and pushed me harder than I've ever been pushed in my life. And made me realize that I am stronger than I ever thought I would be, that I am more capable than I ever thought I would be, and it gave me the confidence to know that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. I can overcome anything. I can achieve anything. You know, we live in a climate right now where people are up in arms about the Second Amendment. I'm going to tell you what, I knew nothing about the Second Amendment until I joined the Marine Corps. I really didn't. I didn't know anything about where I stood in this world I didn't know how to be a man until I joined the Marine Corps. The weird part was, is I had a son already. I, I created life, and I didn't know what it meant to be a man. I had some examples around me, some of them good, some of them bad, most of them bad. But none of them were living as men, really. And when I joined the Marine Corps, I became in the company of men, and I became a man. And I realized that my part in this is just a small part. When you're a part of a, of a group like that, you realize that you are one person in a group, and together you can, you can affect change, you can create things, you can achieve things that if you're by yourself, you can't do. You learn to a command, you learn how to follow orders, you learn how to have pride in your appearance, and the way that you speak to people. You learn to look people in the eye. You learn to shake, them in, shake, shake hands with them. Firm grip. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Listen. You listen to people greet you. You listen to people talk to you. But, you know, Brian was going to join, but, but he didn't. Now, 
Byron's probably dealing with some guys in the National Guard who thought, yeah, I'll go play soldier on the weekend, and then I'll go do some other stuff. And unlike my buddy Byron, <clears throat> he took this as an achievement, and he says, I'm going to use this as a springboard, and I'm going to continue to grow, and I'm going to continue to achieve, and I'm going to continue to make myself better. I'm going to lead troops. I'm going to be a leader. That's what he said to himself. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not inside of his brain. But I know the kind of guy he is. He said, I'm going to do more. I'm going to achieve more. I'm going to be the kind of guy that when I have kids, they're going to be proud to know that I'm their dad. When they ask for people to stand up who served this country and I stand up, they're going to be proud knowing that I did my job, that I did what was asked of me. And there's a lot of guys out there who don't know what they want to be when they grow up. There's a lot of guys out there who don't know what it means to be a man. There's a lot of guys out there who don't know how to show up to work on a regular basis. I know. I work with them. There's these guys that just decide, hey, bah, I don't know, man. LeBron's on TV. I could stay up late and watch this, and I'll just call in tomorrow because I'm sick. I don't want to work. If you're that kind of person, it's time for you to straighten up. It's time for you to either change your life or get on a boat and go somewhere else and, and start up a different life somewhere else. I mean, Jesus, you, you got to learn to grab life by the balls and say, I'm going to live it. <clears throat> you know, even talking about this now, I'm thinking about the fact that, that, that I have three sons and one of them is not living his life yet. My youngest boy is 21 years old and he's not living his life yet. And it makes me crazy. Right now, he's staying with somebody, family member, and, and he's, he's not reaching his potential. He is not getting out of his comfort zone. He is only existing. That is all he's doing. He's existing. And it makes me sad because at the end of this life, you're going to look back on your life and you're going to say, hey, did I have things that I achieved? Did I get to do things? Did I experience things? Did I get to, you know, kiss a pretty girl or go to a country that I wanted to see or, you know, I don't know, see Machu Picchu in person, uh, touch the, the Great Pyramid, um, you know, walk on the, the Great Wall of China. These are things that I want to do personally, me. I want to do them. And I'm going to do them. But he's 21 years old right now, and he has a degree, and he's not using it, and he's not doing anything, and he hasn't been doing anything. And Jacob, if you're listening, I love you, but you need to get off your butt and start living your life. It is time. So, you know, for Byron's discussion about why, why aren't these young guys growing up, I don't know, buddy. Maybe we made it too easy. Maybe life for, for us was difficult growing up and we decided that, you know what, I want out of this situation, so I'm going to put in the work so I can make a better life for myself. And maybe our kids don't have that. Maybe because we went through that, we treated our kids differently. And, and, and because of that, they're softer. I don't know. I wish I knew how to fix it. I wish I knew what to say to these young people. Uh, for my job, I'm a trainer. I teach guys how to do what I know how to do at work. And I come into contact with, 
with quite a, uh, an interesting variety of people. Um, some of them have experience uh, doing the type of work that I do. Uh, some of them have similar experience. Some of them have zero experience whatsoever. They just walk in the door like, hey, I think I'd like to do this. I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to work out good for you. Because what I do for a living is very physical. Now, that's not saying that they can't do it, but it all has to do with your character. It all has to do with the fact of you don't fit a certain mold. There's not like a body type that you're looking for. There's not, a, there's not a, an experience level that I'm looking for. It all has to do with mental toughness. When things get tough, are you going to fold or are you going to figure it out? And that's with anything in life. You know, you're going to constantly come up against challenges in your life. And you've got to learn to live with them and learn from them and grow from them. Otherwise, they'll consume you. And, and what are you left with then? You know, what are you going to do then? But, anywho. I'm calling out people on this one. This is weird. I've never really called out people before. I started this off thinking, I'll just talk about general things and stuff going on in the news and stuff going on in my life. I never thought I'd be like, hey, this guy right here? Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I, never, <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. But, you know, I mean, eh. and I don't, I, I don't want to use this platform to bash people. I don't. But, you know, I, I do want to, to humanize it and relate to people and let you know that as much as this kind of stuff makes me crazy, it is relatable in the fact that it is my own family. Uh, it is within my own house, basically. I mean, even though he's not in my house, he was. He was my responsibility. It was my responsibility to grow him as an adult, and he's not an adult yet. I got three sons that are growing up, and right now, as of today... Two of them are becoming adults. And one of them is just existing. Am I supposed to think of the rule as uh, two out of three ain't bad? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm really not. But, I mean, that's the reality. You know, if, if, I, if I'm hiring for a company and two out of three people walk in the door and I hire all of them and two out of three of them work out great, that still means a third of the time... My workforce sucks. So, I don't know. If this motivates you in any way to do more, then great. If it motivates you to say, screw it, what's the point? I'm just going to sit on my couch and eat bonbons. Are bonbons still a thing? I don't even know if bonbons are still a thing. I think I'm just throwing that out there because I heard it growing up. I don't even know what bonbons are, come to think of it. What are bonbons? Anyway, if this makes you think, nah, I'm going to sit at the house and just watch Netflix all the time. Hey, I feel you. Netflix has got some good shows, man. I'm a big fan. But if you look outside your window, there's life happening. And if you're not participating in it, it's leaving you. It is passing you by. You only get one shot at this thing. If you're not out there in it, why are you even doing this? You were gifted with life. You know how precious that is? Do you know how amazing that is? There is such an opportunity for anybody. I was talking with a guy today about the fact of what a blessing my job is. I have such a good job that pays me well. It doesn't matter who you are, black, white, green, purple. When you walk in the door, 
you get paid so much for the job for your amount of work that you do. We get paid for cases and miles. You go out there, you deliver your cases, you drive your miles, and you get paid. doesn't matter what political party you have or who you're affiliated with or who your brother is or who your cousin is or whether or not you and this other guy are buddies. No. You get your paperwork, you get your route, and you go out and you deliver. And you get paid. And there are men that I work with. I mean men. Guys who do way more than I ever did. And they do it on a consistent basis. They show up every day. They go to work. They get it done. And I applaud them. They are, they are doing it. God bless them. But then I got folks showing up every day saying, hey, I want to work here. And then they call in all the time or they don't show up. We got a guy right now who worked Monday and has called in every day since. Called in, called in, called in. Hey, I can't work tomorrow either because I got this. I guarantee you he's going to come back next week and say, why, why ain't I working much? You got to show up. Woody Harrelson. No, not Woody Harrelson. Woody Allen. <laughs> got my Woody's mixed up. Hey, Woody. No. Uh, <laughs> Woody Allen once said that success is 90% of showing up. 90% of, of success is showing up. And that's true. When you show up all the time, opportunity happens. But the other part of it is you got to do the work. So, this is me doing the work. This is me on the podcast. This is me sharing my experience with you. I don't even know if it's going to help. I don't even know if anybody's listening. I get this thing on this app, and it kind of shows me who's listening as far as, like, numbers. I don't know what I said on that Anthony Bourdain podcast, because I don't go back and listen to these. I just talk and record and move on with my life. I don't know what I said when Anthony Bourdain passed away, but... As of today, I've got over 400 listens to it. That means that people are sharing it. That means that people are clicking on it and going, oh, cool, and they're listening to it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm amazed that 400 people wanted to listen to it. If I would have done this on YouTube, I have typically about 50 people that listen to me consistently or watch my videos consistently. And I appreciate every one of you guys. If you're one of the 50 that, that does that, hey, thank you. That's, that helps so much, man. It, it kind of keeps me going when I see that it, people are actually paying attention. It just blows me away that I have that kind of influence or ability to, to reach out to anybody. Um, the fact that you guys do that, thank you. Thank you so much. The fact that you're listening to my podcast, I appreciate it. Um, but I don't know what I've said in some of these where I've only got like 12 listens. <laughs> <laughs> and yet others have like 50 or 100 or 200 or 300 or even 400. I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Is it keywords? Is it subject matter? Is it timing? Is it, well, I got this long ride. I might as well listen to this Yahoo talk for a while. <laughs> I mean, if I'm the Yahoo you want to listen to, great. I'm going to keep doing this one way or another, whether I'm listening to or not. Well, I say that. If my numbers drop down to nothing, then of course I probably will quit doing it. But for me, it's, it, it's, it's uh, what's the word, cathartic? It's, uh, it's helpful. It kind of helps me deal with all the stuff in my head. I talk when I'm in the truck all day long to try and keep these other drivers awake. And a lot of times I think, man, this is some good stuff. I wish I could record this. And then I'll come home and I'll be like, yeah, I can record a podcast. But I forget a lot of what I talk about. Or I don't have the energy. 
I'll tell you what, last week was rough physically. Um, <laughs> you know, you talk about, talk about hard work versus uh, uh, laziness. Um, I worked so hard Friday when I, I, when I got home, I took a shower and my wife and I grabbed something to eat and I was in bed by seven o'clock and I slept through the night till the next morning and I was give out. Um, you know, we are here in the South, in South Carolina and temperatures are climbing up near a hundred. So part of it is that, and a large part of it was just the fact that we had a lot of physical work to do. I was with a guy who I decided to help out because he had a really big day, and and it 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 would kick my tail. I ain't gonna lie. But there's guys that do this kind of work all the time, and that's why they work where we work, because they like making good money. They don't mind the hard work, and they show up. So, if I got any advice for anybody listening, anybody who feels like you know, oh man, life is just passing me by, passing me by. I tell you what, get off your tail, jump into it, start living life, do something, take chances. You want to see the world? Join the military. I mean, you ain't got to be in the Marine Corps like I was. You don't have to. You don't have to always take the path less less traveled. But even if you join the Navy, hey, there's a lot of people who never join the military, and I guarantee you, if you're in the Navy, you're going to talk to somebody in your future, and they're going to go, "Yeah, I was going to join the Navy, but," and you can go, "But." You didn't. Right? Think about that. So, anyway, for what it's worth, I appreciate every one of you. I hope everybody's doing great. If you want to drop me a line, reach out to me on here, I guess. There's a way to, to write to me because I, somehow I get messages on this app. I don't really know how that works. But also, I have an email. Uh, it's stuff I heard podcast dot or not dot com stuff i heard podcast at gmail.com of course just because i say that somebody's going to go out there and grab a domain i guarantee it uh i'm not doing it um so if you if if that blows air up your frock go ahead do that um but anyway if you want to reach out to me on stuff i heard podcast at gmail.com uh feel free to if you want to write to me on twitter stuff i heard podcast um and i'll be happy to talk to you uh I got a friend of my brother's who is in the Navy, probably one of the smartest people that I know. Um, I can't even talk about what he does for a living because it's, it's, it's sort of uh, top secret in a way. Um, I'd have to get his permission whether or not I could even speak about what he does for a living. Anyway, he's kind of reached out to me and said he wants to be on the podcast. Alex, if you're listening, buddy, I heard you. I, I got your message loud and clear, man. Uh, I'm down for it. I don't know how we'd do it. We'd have to Skype or something. I don't have to learn how to Skype. <laughs> or there's something on this app that says that I can include people in a conversation. I'd have to figure out how that works. But, I mean, we can definitely figure it out. I know you could figure it out. Uh, smart guy like you are. But, anyway, uh, think about it, man. Think about what subject you want to talk about. Hit me up. If anybody else out there wants to chat, let me know. We'll figure out how to do it. I don't mind conversations. That's what keeps us going. Our community keeps us going. You know, when you look at longevity of people, the people of Okinawa lived into their hundreds. They're the longest living community in the world. And when they went and did studies on these people, they realized that the reason that they were living the longest was because they had a great sense of community. They lived, they worked late into their life and they had a feeling of purpose. 
So, want to be part of the purpose? Reach out. Let's do it. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're in South Carolina, make sure to vote on the primary. We have a runoff Tuesday. The, what is this? The 26th, I guess, is Tuesday. It's next Tuesday. Um, you know, we got a big run for our governor. Uh, John Warren is running against McMaster to see if he can get the Republican nomination for the governor. Hey, listen, I, I'm voting Warren. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Maybe because he's a Marine, maybe because he's a businessman, maybe because he keeps saying that he's going to, you know, get rid of special interest groups and, and he wants to do away with these uh, career politicians and establish term limits. Hey, I'm all for all of that. That's right up my alley, buddy. You got my vote. If you don't feel that way, you want to vote for somebody else, by all means, that's your civic duty. Go out there and vote. Be part of it. Be part of the change. So anyway, that's all for now. I'm going to get off the whole political rant thing. Love you guys. Appreciate you uh, checking in with me. And uh, let's keep doing this. I promise I'll get better the more I do it. (laughs) Y'all take care now. Bye. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.